Hello, hello. This is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode 98. Yes, I am on time, damn it. Um, I'm actually recording this a little bit early. Uh, typically, I would record on like Friday or Saturday and then release it on uh, Sunday. But I uh, got a lot going on this weekend, so I'm going to record my parts early. It's Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, I'll still be releasing this on Sunday, so I'll be right on schedule. All right, let's uh, start things off here, nice and evil. We're going to Finland. This band's been around since 91. I think they really only have one constant member that's been there all along. Um, They've had kind of a revolving door of, of other people in and out over the years. The band is Barathrum, and they have released nine records uh, since the early 90s up till now. And they've never been, you know, particularly like real fast and intense and stuff like that. A lot of their material is kind of slower to, you know, mid-tempo. But I don't mind it. It's one of those things where if you listen to a whole album of it, sometimes the songs kind of feel a little, you know, samey. Like they feel like... It could just be one long song type thing, because they just seem to kind of stay within the same uh, tempo constraints. Uh, They don't really expand out of it too much, at least on the records I've heard. But uh, this record is no different, but it still has uh, some really good songs on it, and I really dig the production of this album a lot. It's probably my favorite production of, uh, of all of theirs so far. The album is called Occult, and that came out in 2000 through Spine Farm Records. That's their sixth album out of uh, out of nine. But uh, yeah, the songs don't overstay their welcome either. They're pretty short and sweet, and um, this one is no exception. So this one is a favorite of mine off of this record, and again, I just love, love the production on this whole album. So here we go, off of the album Occult. This is Barathrum with The Darkness Has Landed. Yeah. 
There we have it. A good start to the episode. That was Barathrum from Finland with The Darkness Has Landed. Yeah, the kick drum sound and the bass tone. Really, the bass tone is very, like, Impaled Nazarene-esque. Um, and I love it. Um, great vocals, too. We're jumping to the USA here for the next uh, couple of tunes, actually. This is a one-man band based out of Virginia. And uh, the man at the helm there is Mark Riddick. And a lot of people might know Mark Riddick from his artwork. His artwork has graced a lot of album covers and merch for different uh, extreme metal bands. Uh, you probably recognize his art and just kind of recognize the name. I had heard the name for a long time uh, just from the art, but didn't realize he also had this band. Um, he's been doing this project since 2007. It's called Fetid Zombie. And yeah, as far as I know, it's just him playing everything. Um, I'm not sure if he has a live lineup or not. I meant to check on that. But um, but yeah, I see his artwork advertised all the time um, and bands just kind of being really psyched about some artwork that he did for them that's going to be on an upcoming t-shirt and stuff like that. And he does great work, but uh, he's released six records so far, so it is strange that I've just never heard of this project at all up to this point. But uh, the reason I checked him out is because I saw a lot of buzz about this new... I thought it was a record, but it turns out it's an EP. Like, a, I thought it was a full length, and it's an EP. Uh, called Transmutations, and that just came out uh, last month in July. Actually, no, I take that back. Was it... Was it this year, or was it last year? I can't even keep it straight anymore. But yes, I was seeing somebody <laughs> talking about this EP, which I thought came out this year, but I wrote down July of 2020. Maybe that's a typo on my part. Or maybe it did come out in 2020. I have to double-check that. But yeah, he's got six full lengths. And then, yeah, this is the most recent release. Uh, Transmutations came out through Morbid Visions Music. And it's really good. I finally checked out uh, some of his stuff here, and it's really good. A lot of people are just kind of hailing him as something of a, of a genius. And um, when it comes to guitar work, I could definitely see that because he uses some really interesting uh, chord choices and just the guitar work is, is just interesting. That's really the only way I can say it. It's not super avant-garde where it doesn't make any sense or anything like that. It's just kind of progressive in a way, but uh, still very much rooted in death metal. Um, but yeah, the guitar work is really kind of what makes it. So here we go, off of the Transmutations EP, this is Fetid Zombie with Dreamless Sleep Awaits.
right, there we are. That's Fetid Zombie from Virginia with Dreamless Sleep Awaits. Sure enough, I did write down the wrong year. It did come out uh, just this past month, July of this year, which is why I was seeing it kind of talked about a lot on Facebook. So yes, my bad there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you hear what I mean there. There's a lot of really good guitar work uh, on that song and throughout that EP. Um, that seems to definitely be his uh, strong suit there. But there's a lot of just different elements there. I'm sure you heard you know, the female vocals and little sound effects and keyboards and things like that. Clean guitars. So yeah, there's a lot going on. And uh, he blends the elements uh, pretty seamlessly. Uh, all right, we're staying in the USA here uh, out of San Francisco, California. At least that's where they originated. I think they eventually moved up to somewhere maybe in Oregon or Washington. I know they stayed on the West Coast there. Formed in 1980, so they go way back. That band is Metal Church. And they're kind of, uh, they never quite sounded like a new wave of British heavy metal band, but they weren't quite heavy enough and fast enough to be a thrash band. They were just kind of this traditional metal band that bordered on thrash at times. Like, they, they could get fast, and they would every now and again. Um, but yeah, they just kind of had a more just classic metal sound to them. So yeah, Metal Church, they've been around a long, long time, and they've kind of had some hiatuses here and there. Um, I mean, it would there'd be three, four years at a time whenever they would say, okay, we're done, we're hanging it up. And then three, four years later, Kurt uh, Vanderhoof would just say, yeah, you know, what the hell, let's give this another go, <laughs> and just like start it up again. But... Um, the most recent version of the band, uh, they got Mike Howe back on vocals. He was actually the second vocalist uh, that they ever had. The first one, uh, his name was David Wayne. On the first two records, very good vocalist. Um, I'm not sure why he left the first time. He actually ended up coming back into the band back in like 1999. But then he ended up passing away. I think he got into a bad car accident and then uh, got an infection in his leg. Like, he was just lax about getting it taken care of, pretty much. And I think he suffered a heart attack or heart failure or something like that because of the infection from his leg from the car accident. So it sucks to lose a singer like that in that kind of a way where it's something that uh, really was, was preventable, you know, if he had just taken care of it. Um, but yes, David Wayne had a really distinct voice, kind of a gravelly voice. And when he left, it was kind of big shoes to fill, and they got Mike Howe on vocals. And he was there for three albums, and then the band kind of disbanded at that point, because by then it was the 90s, and grunge was kind of taken over, and they just kind of weren't selling records and like they were in the 80s, so they disbanded at that point. Um, but Mike Howe just kind of faded into obscurity, and, and he I think he started his own business um, just as like a contractor, like got into the construction business, started his own business, raised his family, raised his sons, and then... Um, a handful of years ago, they just approached him about, would you want to come back? Because their singer, uh, Ronnie Monroe, had left. So they said, would you want to come back? And he said, well, only if we're playing tunes that sound like, you know, the, the records I sang on back in the 80s and early 90s. If we're writing songs like that, then I'll consider it. So they showed him the new material, and he was he was up for it. And he had not lost a beat with his voice his vocals sounded just as good as they did in the 80s. It was amazing. So they released two records uh, with him back in the band in recent years. And then uh, the reason I'm playing them is because 
I'm sure a lot of people heard the news recently that uh, Mike Howe had passed away. He was only in his 50s. I can't remember his exact age. Um, but yeah, it was it was really sad. And, you know, the, I mean, the band was kind of uh, flying high there with the last couple of records. But then COVID hit and they couldn't really do anything. So um, they were just kind of not playing shows, not doing anything. And I guess he evidently they um, released in the days following his passing that it was ruled a suicide by hanging. Um, and it seems as though he was dealing with some depression and according to the band at least he got put on a medication for it that I guess wasn't uh, helping it was just it was exacerbating everything making it worse and uh, he ended up you know choosing that way out and it's just really sad it's really sad and yeah that one hurt because I listened to a lot of metal church uh, back in high school and it's one of those bands that I would always kind of come back to every you know, I'm not going to lie and say I listen to it all the time, but maybe every six months or so I'll just be like, you know what, I'm jonesing for some metal church today and I'll just listen to a couple of their albums while I'm working or something like that. But um, but yeah, it sucks. He was a really talented guy, really unique voice, and um, I've played something before off of the, one of the more recent albums that he sang on, but I'm going to dive back and play something off of the first album that he sang on with them. That album is called Blessing in Disguise. It came out in February of 89 through Elektra Records. It's their third album, so this is the first one after David Wayne left and Mike Howe joined the band. So This one is a favorite of mine off of it. It's just uh, one of the heavier songs off of the record. So here we go, R.I.P. to Mike Howe. This is Metal Church with Of Unsound Mind. <laughs>
There we go. That was Metal Church with Of Unsound Mind. And he sounds so good. And if you hear that and you think that he sounds good, you should really check out their two most recent albums because he sounds exactly the same. It's no exaggeration. He lost absolutely nothing off of his voice over the years. But yes, sorry for talking so long uh, leading up to playing that song. It's just that Metal Church is a band that kind of meant a lot to me. <laughs> I kind of am nostalgic for them. And uh, so yeah, that that really sucked when uh, when I heard that he, he had died. But anyways, let's move on here. Let's go to Sweden here. This band's been around since 99, which is hard to believe that it's been that long. And they're pretty intense, pretty brutal, pretty fast. The band is Eon, and what kind of got me listening to them again, I hadn't really paid much attention to them uh, in a long time, but the current drummer for Dark Funeral is now drumming for Eon, and uh, from what I understand they're working on a new record, or maybe it's already recorded at this point and it's just awaiting uh, release, but uh, yeah, I I think he's a good drummer and I follow him on uh, Instagram, so I see all of his posts about rehearsing new material for uh, Dark Funeral and then, you know, recording in the studio for his other band, uh, Night Crowned, and he's doing one with, uh, who is that with? I want to say it's called like Iron Master or something like that. <laughs> but it's like kind of super intense, like death thrash type stuff. But uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? He's a producer. He's known mostly for doing a lot of like mastering of albums and stuff. He used to play guitar in Sentinex. Damn it. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to look it up. I follow him on Instagram, too, and I can't think of his freaking name now. But whatever. I'll tell you when the song's over. <laughs> It'll give me time to look it up. But yeah, so he joined this band, and he uh, did drums for their new one. So he's kind of the new guy in the band. But yeah, they're kind of making a comeback. They haven't done anything since 2012. But uh, yeah, I'm going to play something off of their second record called Rise to Dominate. It's actually the first one that I had heard uh, of theirs back in the day. But this came out in September of 07 through Metal Blade, and I believe they're still signed to Metal Blade uh, even now. But yeah, the whole record's pretty good. Really, it's just good, intense death metal. It doesn't really sound particularly American, but it definitely doesn't sound like your, you know, Dismember and uh, Entombed and bands like that, the other Swedish death metal bands. It's more, more brutal, more like Vomitory or something like that, so... Off of the second album, Rise to Dominate, this is Eon with You Pray to Nothing.
That was Eon with You Pray to Nothing. The guy I was trying to think of is Jonas Kjellgren. And he runs, I think it's called Black Lodge Studios. But yeah, he does a ton of like mixing and mastering. I see his name all over different records. But he, of course, uh, played guitar in Sentinex for a handful of years. Uh, he did vocals in Carnal Forge for like seven years. And then he was in uh, Scar Symmetry as well for pff, a while, maybe eight or nine years. But yes, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name, but it's Jonas Kjellgren. Uh, but yeah, so he is doing a band called Iron Master with the drummer uh, for Dark Funeral and Eon that we just heard there. So, Alright, let's move on. The next two songs are going to be uh, from Russian bands. Typically, the Russians, they, they love their kind of uh, atmospheric... Lots of keyboards and kind of slower tempo, more wide-open, ethereal-type vibes in their black metal. But uh, the next couple that I'm going to play are definitely more on the aggressive side. This band is a one-man band, very new, only been around since 2017. 
already released three records. Uh, he's done an album in 2019, 2020, and he's got a new one coming out this year, I think, as well. So it's like really churning him out here. But the band is called Malist, and uh, I'm going to play something off of the debut. Um, I haven't heard much of the second one, but I have heard this album in its entirety, and I did enjoy it, so I just wanted to play something off of the debut here. So the debut is called In the Catacombs of Time. It came out in January of 2019 through Northern Silence Productions. And yeah, musically, it's more intense than what I'm used to hearing from the, the Russian scene. I'd say it's kind of along the lines of a band like Ragnarok from Norway. Uh, they tend to go for a more modern kind of a beefy production and uh but it's still you know very much uh intense black metal and everything but uh but yeah it's it's not the lo-fi stuff it's it sounds pretty good pretty polished so here we go off of the debut in the catacombs of time this is malice with spiritual oppression <laughs>
There we go. That was an almost almost Solstafir type outro there. <laughs> that was Malist, the one-man band from Russia with Spiritual Oppression. That was definitely more on the, uh, the slick side, production-wise, and I'm going to chase that with something that's a little more gritty and ugly here. This is another band out of Russia. This one's a four-piece. They're pretty new. They've been around since 2019. They just released their debut just a few weeks back, really. Um, I saw it on Spotify, I believe. It was just kind of a related artist type thing. I don't know who I was listening to, but uh, I always like to check you know, who the kind of similar artists are and just see if there's any that I haven't heard. So I checked this one out, and I enjoyed it. Really interesting guitar work. Uh, the band is called Ophidian Malice. I know I just played Malist, and now this is Ophidian Malice. But yeah, their debut is called Disgusting Ritual, and it just came out on July 14th. They did do an EP in 2019, but this is their debut um, full length. So came out through a German label that I cannot pronounce, but you can look that up if you like. But yeah, this is definitely more lo-fi. Still pretty intense uh, speed-wise and everything. Maybe a little closer to mid-tempo for this particular song, but uh, the guitar work is just really interesting. Um, that's really the standout feature to me, is they use a lot of real weird uh, note selections and weird chords. But um, it's cool. I, I really like the mix as well. It's lo-fi, but you can still hear everything pretty clearly. Uh, you can hear the click, uh, not the click, the kick drums <laughs> clear as day, which is nice. But yeah, everything just kind of has a dirtier feel to it, uh, and I, I'm digging it. So, Off of their debut album, Disgusting Ritual, this is Ophidian Malice with Spirit of Dust. Yeah. 
There we go. That was Ophidian Malice from Russia with Spirit of Dust. Not bad, not bad. All right, we're jumping to Norway here. I haven't done that yet this episode. This band, it's a shame they're not still around, but they existed from 98 to 2010. The band is Zyklon, and that was formed by Trim and Samoth from Emperor, along with two guys from Mirkskog, which would be Destructor and Sekdamon. And Sekdamon is still the uh, live bass player for Emperor, so he's still going strong, staying busy. Destructor, as we know, became the lead guitar player for Morbid Angel for a stretch there. Uh, and then whenever that lineup kind of fell apart with David Vincent and Tim Young and Destructor, um, he basically they restarted Mirkskog and uh, just kind of playing some shows here and there, some fests here and there. They haven't released any new material. I would love it if they would. But yeah, it was those four guys that came together uh, along with, I think it was Damon from Limbonic Art did vocals on the debut. That's actually, uh, I'm going to play something off of the debut. But, um, but yeah, Damon did vocals just for that first one. They've got three records total. But uh, I'm playing something off of the debut, it's called World of Worms. Came out in 2001 through Candlelight Records. And um, my favorite overall is probably the second album. But the debut has some great songs on it, and I really enjoy Damon's vocals. Because, um, yeah, it's a shame that this was the only one that he was on. But uh, Sec Damon did the vocals for the next two, and uh, he sounds fine. But um, they both just kind of have slightly different voices, and I kind of prefer the vocals on the debut, personally. So yes, off of the debut album World of Worms, this is Zyklon with Deduced to Overkill.
that was Zyklon with Deduce to Overkill off of the debut album World of Worms. Really love the vocals. Um, the second album has an even better production. Like that was a, a pretty punchy production right there that we just heard, but that was a little more on the on the trebly side. And uh, the second album is a, a bit of a fuller production, more bass heavy. Uh, all right, let's jump to Finland again here. We were already in Finland once, weren't we? Yeah, that was the first song on the episode. Uh, yes, this band has been around since '04. They haven't released anything since 2008. Um, and it's kind of unknown if they're ever going to continue. They never really formally mentioned anything about disbanding or anything like that. They just kind of faded away. <laughs> but the band is called Prevalent Resistance, and they feature on vocals. Um, there's a guy who's a, a current member of Horna. He does. Uh, he's a live member of Baptism. It's really no surprise that Finnish scene really... Um, shares members a lot between their their bigger named bands over there so yeah it's no surprise that uh, to see horna you always see horna you always see sargeist you always see behexen baptism uh, all of their members seem to just kind of they just share all their members but yeah this was i think only a three-piece band but uh, they released records in 2005 2007 and 2008 and then they haven't done anything since as i said uh, I'm going to play something off of the debut. The album's called Dynamics of Creation, and that came out in July of 05. And it's pretty lo-fi, and it's pretty pretty much in the same vein as like the early Sargeist material and the early Horna material, and it's just it, it fits right into that finished scene, so it's not really breaking any new ground uh, in terms of the style or anything like that, but... It just hit the spot lately. I don't know why. I was just listening to it and said, I'm really digging this. So I <laughs> I just made a note that I'm going to play it on the next episode. So why the hell not? I do what I want. So here we go. Off of the debut album Dynamics of Creation, this is Prevalent Resistance with Raging Heat of the New Dawn. <laughs>
that was Prevalent Resistance from Finland with Raging Heat of the New Dawn. So like I said, not really breaking any new ground or anything, but it's just good for what it is. It's good for that Finnish style. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to the UK here out of London, which this band I actually thought was Irish, and I'll explain why in a moment. But they've been around since 05. The band is called Craven Idol. And I think I know why I thought they were Irish. It's because um, Primordial, who is Irish, has a song called Graven Idol off of their 1998 album uh, Journey's End. So I think that I see this band name, Craven Idol, and it immediately makes me think of the Primordial song. So in my head, I just associated this band with being Irish. And they are not, but they are British. So... I am a fan of this band. They have kind of this real black and thrash vibe to them, but it kind of sometimes leans more to the black metal side than the thrash side. Um, But yeah, they just released a new record called Forked Tongues, and it just came out on July 23rd of this year through Dark Descent Records, which is a great label. But yeah, they've put out records in 2013 and 2017, and there was another four-year gap uh, before this one. But I'm loving this one because the production is thicker and it's just the way it's mixed. It's just more of a mess in a good way. Like it's more of a of a whirlwind type feel when you're listening to it. So it sounds more chaotic, but in a good way, you know. But um, but yeah, I really love they they do throw in a lot of like blast beats and such. But whenever they do break out of that into like more of a thrashy beat or a more kind of mid-paced good headbanging beat uh, I love it but the vocals are great the songs are really good on this new one and uh, like I said the production just kind of takes it to the next level for me so off of their new album Forked Tongues this is Craven Idol with Iron Age of Devastation
right, and that was Craven Idol from the UK with Iron Age of Devastation. Yeah, that's an excellent record. I suggest you check it out. I know it's still very new, so if you haven't heard it yet, you really should check it out. Um, what else was I going to say about that? I don't, I don't remember. I had something more I was going to say on that song, but whatever. Oh, I was going to say that it really kind of gives me some, uh, some uh, Niflheim vibes there. But um, anyways, <laughs> let's go to Germany here. This band's been around since 04. I actually posted a, myself doing a drum cover of one of their songs on Facebook uh, maybe a year or two ago. The band is Agripni, and they have released six albums so far, but uh, they've taken some, you know, significant gaps. Well, I guess not that significant. Some three-year gaps in between the last couple of records, so they've spaced them out a little bit more, but... Um, but yes, this is a band that uh, my friend Corey kind of turned me on to. I had never heard them before. He was actually the one that said, Hey, do you think you could do a drum cover of this song? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> and he sent me the song, and I thought the song was great. So yeah, I've just kind of followed them ever since. And uh, as this album was uh, about to come out, this newest one, he would send me, the, like they'd release a new single, and he would text me and just be like, Did you hear the new single? It's great. But, uh, but yes, they just released their sixth album called Metamorphosis on uh, August 6th, which is the same day that uh, my band, Krigsgrove, released our new album. But yeah, August 6th through AOP Records. It was their first album in three years. And it's good. It's very good. I've really been enjoying it this past week. And I think uh, this one that I'm about to play is actually one of the ones that they released as a single. They released, I think, three singles before the album uh, officially came out. But, um, but this one is a standout track for sure. So yes, if you like some nice, dark, polished kind of black metal, but with, there's a lot more to it than that. You know, Calling it just black metal would be a disservice uh, to the band because there's a lot more elements going on in there, but uh, it's really good. So... Off of the new album Metamorphosis, this is Agripni with Vir Etrunkenen, which means uh, we drowned in German. <laughs> Ist unser Schicksal 
From Germany, that was Agripni with Vir Etrunkenen. And it's so good. It's just dark and intense and uh, just great songwriting, great individual performances. What more do you want? Uh, Alright, let's go back to Norway here. This is a band that's kind of a, uh, a legendary act. Been around since 91. Of course, they were around before that with the band Old Funeral. The band is immortal, and, uh, you know, I've explained uh, at length on past episodes as to what's going on with them, with uh, their battle over the trademark, the name, and everything, which is just stupid at this point. So, yeah, they're just kind of sitting in limbo until they figure that out, but uh, I'm not going to explain that whole scenario again. If you're curious, you can just Google immortal trademark battle or something like that and you can read all about it but yeah I just kind of was going back through some of the older records and um, this one I was listening to last week while I was working and uh, it just brings back good good feelings (laughs) so I wanted to play something off of this one I'm going to play something off of the second album called Pure Holocaust came out in 1993 through Osmos Productions they've got nine records up to this point they should have more, but of course there's been long delays when they kind of disbanded and then came back, and then there's just all this other legal crap going on that's been delaying things even more, but yes, this second album, the first one was very good, but the production was pretty rough. Drumming left a lot to be desired. It was good for what it was, but they were clearly heading into a more intense direction, and they needed... Uh, they needed a different drummer, so Abbath actually did drums on this album and the next album, Battles in the North. So he was doing bass and vocals and drums uh, on this album, and um, he does a great job of it. He's a very underrated drummer. 
But um, this is a song that I believe he wrote the music for and the lyrics for. So this is kind of a purely Abbath tune right here. But it's a great song, and it is the title track. Um, the production was a definite step up on this album from the first album. Uh, the performances themselves, as I said, the drumming is much better. And even vocally, he kind of found his voice on, uh, on this album. Because on the debut, it's a much more kind of lower more kind of gurgly voice and he's he was still kind of figuring out how he wanted to sing i think and by the time this album came around he had found that croaky croaky abbath voice that we all know and love so yes great record and uh really kind of catapulted them um from this point on with popularity because the touring they did in support of this album really uh, exposed them to a much broader audience so Anyways, off of their 1993 album Pure Holocaust, this is Immortal with Pure Holocaust.
we go. That is Immortal with Pure Holocaust. A great album closer right there. Yeah, I hope they can resolve their legal issues soon because I sure would love another record <laughs> because Northern Chaos Gods was great. And they had all these big, you know, promises of uh, playing live and how Demon Oz was just going to do vocals live and have somebody else playing guitar and do it like a four-piece thing. Um, so I was looking forward to see all that come to fruition and then it's just kind of stopped down again for legal crap. So hopefully they can figure it out. All right, let's go to Switzerland here. We have not been to Switzerland in quite some time on the show. This band's been around since 2009. They are called Han. And I'm going to play something off of their second record. They have uh, two records up to this point, one released in 2016 and then one that came out late last year. The one from last year is called Breathing the Void, came out in November of 2020 through Northern Silence Productions. And yes, I have not heard the debut. I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert on this band, but I have heard this record, the newest one, and I enjoy it quite a bit. It is not breaking any new ground, so it's just kind of, even though it's Swiss, I would say it has kind of a, a, a bit of a Finnish vibe to it, but um, like kind of the more intense Behexen stuff, like kind of their later material, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's just straight up, straightforward black metal, and they just do a good job of it. Um, I like the production as well. It's fuzzy, but not so much so that you can't understand what's going on, um, and it just suits the material, really. So, off of their second album, Breathing the Void, this is Han with Alethros, which I believe is a Greek word, or derived from Greek, and it's kind of the name for, like, their per personification of, like, havoc and destruction and such. So, off of Breathing the Void, this is Han with Olethros.
There we go. That was Han from Switzerland with Olethros. Um, it's just interesting enough to kind of make it stick out from the crowd a little bit. It's not purely just straight up black metal. They do throw some kind of fancy, fancy riffs in there here and there. Not too much, though. All right. It is time. It is that final song of the episode. So I, of course, want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or on Spotify as well. Um, If you want to reach me for any sort of requests or feedback or anything like that, uh, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates uh, are, are going to be posted there. Any sort of questions for you, the audience, you know, poll questions, things like that. I know I recently asked uh, what you guys might want to hear me do for a potential theme for episode 100. And I got some good feedback there, so I've already kind of got an idea brewing for that. Um, it's creeping ever closer, episode 100. So yeah, I uh, like I said, I'm recording this thing on Thursday, but I will be still releasing it on Sunday just in time for the upcoming work week, and I should be right on schedule uh, for the next episode as well. already got all my songs picked for that one, so it should be pretty easy to assemble. So yes, I am going to close this out with a long song, as you know I like to do. And it's a Doom song, and it's very good Doom. And it's a band that I've played probably three or four times over the the years on the show because I love them. It's an excellent band. The band is Anguish, and I first heard them on the old Radio Fenris uh, podcast of his. And at the time, they were um, promoting their new album called Mountain Jewel, which I own, and it's excellent. And since then, they've released uh, two more now. So they've got a new drummer. The old drummer left on good terms, you know, maybe two years ago. And um, so they got the new drummer, and this will be the first release with the new drummer. It's already technically out. The album's called Doomkvadit, and that came out really on August 6th um, because they only released it digitally on August 6th because they've had some delays from uh, getting physical copies from the the plant that presses them so as kind of a (laughs) a way to make up for it i guess like it's technically supposed to come out august 30th but those cds and vinyls and stuff are not going to be ready on time so as like kind of a way to tide things over they released it digitally (laughs) so they released it early so i went ahead and snagged it and bought it and um through their band camp so if you like what you hear you can do the same But yeah, this is their fourth record. Um, Their debut was in 2012, and then 2014, 2018, and now this one in 2021. This came out through Sun and Moon Records, who I've been seeing more and more. I had never really heard of them. If you had asked me two years ago uh, about that label, I would have absolutely no idea who they were. But I am seeing them pop up more and more with some good releases. But um, I'm going to play a song that is actually the album closer for this uh, this record and it's the longest song on the album it's over 10 minutes it starts off it borders on funeral doom so it's gonna start off super slow 
but don't worry there there are more twists and turns as the song moves along but i just think it's a great closer for the episode and just a really excellent doom song because they you know if you haven't heard them on the previous episodes when i've played them they'd play a very stripped down primitive just kind of ugly dirty form of doom and the vocals are not guttural they're not black metal screams it's just this kind of dirty rough voice and it suits the material perfectly and yeah they're one of my one of my favorite bands of the last uh, handful of years here um but yeah just a good way to close things out so all right stay safe everybody and i will see you in two weeks with episode 99 until then off of their new album doom quadit this is anguish with our funeral cheers
Yeah.